name and said i'm trying to find this dude we find you in two minutes so it was like so there's like one other dude my boy Ernest, probably like six two six three light-skinned black dude with freckles and a giant ass beard so he's the one people think maybe they saw you but it's not you yeah and we don't look that much alike you'd be in the same police lineup exactly so um i think it's okay to say now that we've established police lineups and bamboo earrings uh <laughs> welcome back to another episode of single dad why you mad i'm david i'm a single dad to my one and only child his name is miles he is uh three and a half years old and i always make this mistake and i want to be respectful as much as I can. So I say I had him and I did not birth him. His mother birthed him. Um, but uh, he was born um, right after my 50th birthday and he is my mother and only child. I wonder how much hate mail you got from that one <laughs> that we have to state in every episode. Did you really get hate mail? Is that, has that been a real response? So that hasn't been a real response. And in case anybody's wondering, we have a special guest with us today. <laughs> and um, yes, uh, I am really looking forward to this episode because I'm expecting a lot of pushback and I enjoy unpacking and thorough pushback that makes me think. Um, and we are going to get to who that person is in a second. But uh, Chris, why don't you go first? So I'm a little excited about our, our special guest as well. Um, but I'm Chris, AKA Clark, uh, single dad to the three woman threat. Uh, my girls are 18, 13, and 11. And I've been a dad since I was 25. So single daddying, uh, separate daddying for the past 10 years. And just to be clear about uh, how we define single dads, we define single dads as a father who is not in a relationship with the co-parent, but spends a significant amount of time with that child, meaning you don't pick your kid up and then uh, take him to your mama's house and drop him off and don't get him until it's time to bring him back or your auntie's house or your sister's house, but that you are actively spending time with that child and you are nurturing that child. Exactly. So you are actively involved in the guidance and stewarding of that young person to adulthood, or as we call it, you business with your kid. And uh, we have another reminder. Yeah, the other reminder is this is not a forum where we look to bash, abuse, or malign the other parent. Our guest is Screwface right now, but let's keep going. We, we 
are essentially sharing our perspective. We don't claim to be single parenting, parenting, financial, baby mama experts. We are guys who are learning as we're going, or as we often say, we are flying the plane and changing the oil at the same time. So um, really quickly, before we get to work, do you want to uh, speak about or talk about uh, what's been going on with you since the last time we recorded? Yeah, I'm running on fumes today. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> like, I've had a, a really busy week. Yesterday was an incredibly busy day um, where I got up and I was doing work with, um, you know, one of, one of the local MBA associations. And uh, they had me out of bed and out the door by like 6.30 that morning. And uh, after running around and, and, and working with them, went to a black tie gala. So like the first like actual one where they required you to wear the entire penguin suit with the little bow tie and get your James Bond on and um, was running around with that until about midnight last night. Well, I walked in the house after midnight. So let's call it one o'clock in the morning. So um, incredibly sleep deprived, really, really fun time, you know, with both events. But uh, I'm going to try and keep the energy and I'm sure we got ample inspiration for that today. Okay. All right. So besides running back to court, uh, I haven't really done much besides work. And uh, we can get into more of that a little bit later because I don't want to delay anymore. Chris, you want to introduce our guests? Ladies and gentlemen and consenting adults in this corner. <laughs> Yo. This is great. Yo. Like, this lady is a poet, an intellectual, a scholar, and a fucking firebrand. Would you like to say hello? I say hello. I was like, ooh, what kind of, this, I like this introduction. I want to add that to something. So, hello, everybody. My name's Lynette. Hi. I'm really, really excited to be here, and I will behave myself. Lies. So, <laughs> so are we are we gonna give a bit of background as to where we found Lynette and what Lynette does and you know Wait, wait just tell wait just who it, I am, where I'm from, what you want. Yeah, so, let, let's start with who you who you are, where you're from, plug your your, your endeavors, uh-huh. and then um then we can dive into where we know you from and um the, the, the behind-the-scenes rivalry that has been brewing. <laughs> I was going to rock my referee t-shirt today. <laughs> so, 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 so speak for yourself about where we know her from. I just <laughs> met her. I just met her. So uh, <laughs> we just met. We just we met. just met, and it's like you know, it's like introduces snake and mongoose. So good. <laughs> so funny. This is going to be so fun. So, um, so, so my name is Lynette. I am. I'm a mother of a brilliant seven-year-old little boy. I am an artist. I'm a poet. I'm a writer. I'm a performing artist, all that kind of stuff. I am, my day job is I I work for talent management. I'm a career advisor, HR, all that fun stuff. That's like the brief bio. I'm also a podcaster myself. I'm a part of a team. We um, have our podcast on Mike, Paper, Scissors. It's me and two gentlemen. They're both named Chris, crazy. 
Um, but we talk a lot about um, things that impact Black people, pop culture, politics, whatever. We, we talk a lot. It's three loud mouths and we have a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So, so with, with Mike, Paper, Scissors, how did you guys come together? So um, one of the Chris's, we, we, we identify them as um, brown skin Chris and creamy Chris. Prima Chris is a little on the fair side if you saw him, but um, uh, Brown Skin Chris is my barber and has been um, mine and my son's barber. I like to also note that I'm not faithful to a barber, but he's he's like my main squeeze, right? And so um, he always jokes about how well I hold my own in the barber shop. So I always go back and forth between sitting back, being quiet, allowing that to be the male sanctuary. I'm just visiting here. And every now and then somebody would say something like, well, Bill Cosby or R. Kelly, and I just could not keep my mouth shut. And so he had an idea. Um, and he was like, the way you could hold your own in that space, I feel like you'd be a good addition. So we ended up fast forward and um, we've been doing that since January of this year. And you guys are on a weekly format, right? Yes, yep. Every week we drop every, um, every Monday morning on all podcasts, wherever you can find a podcast, we up in there. So how you and I know each other, I used to see you at open mics when you would do your open mic thing. And I was like, yo, damn, this girl is talented. And she's kind of non-ugly too, damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's almost a compliment, non-ugly. Okay, we'll go with it. Let, 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 I, 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 I'm trying to be reserved with it. Uh -huh, thanks, right, thanks. Right, right, right. So turns out, you know, in my corporate life, one of my dear, dear friends was like, you need to meet my best friend. And boom, it turned out to be Lynette. I think I officially met you at, at my birthday party. And, and how, how did you connect to, to Mr. David here? Oh, so I've been listening. So I've been tuning in from the beginning. And every, every episode, David says something that makes my eye twitch, right? <laughs> and so, <laughs> but I, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. And so finally, one of, one of the episodes, I just, you know, my Twitter fingers started going. So I was like, I'm going to write them a letter. And so I sent an email expressing first that I was a fan and all the things that you said that I was in agreement um, with and then I slid in what what I had trouble with. It was a lovely letter. It was a love letter for the most part, wouldn't you say? So let's get to that in a minute. I wanna I wanna I wanna I wanna try something else first, right? Okay. <laughs> so um, normally we do a word association game with our guests just to warm each other up. I have a new game. What would you do if, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm gonna give you a what would you do if and you're going to do me the best you can to answer. And then uh, I think Clark has one for you. Do you, Clark? I can come up with one real quick. <laughs> okay. I got one for you. So then he's going to do one. And then um, if you want to, you should feel more than happy to respond with one. Okay? All right. All right. So this is me for you. What would you do if... Your son's father I knew, called. I knew. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to start all over. I'm sorry. So let me just be clear to the audience, right? 
we do this via video chat, right? So that we can see each other's expressions. We do not post the video, but I'm sincerely thinking about posting this clip, if nothing else, right? Okay, let's go. What would you do if your son's father called and said, listen, I apologize. I really want to play a role in my son's life, but I will only do that if you and I can be together. So this, this is so imaginary, but um, I, would, I would tell him to stay where he is. Now, when you say it's so imaginary, you say that because? There is no way in the world he would be interested in rekindling a, even a friendship with me. Really? Okay. So I hope we're going to get into some of that with how the fuck did I get here? Sure. Uh, okay. All right. Um, and uh, I love where this is going. Uh, Clark, <laughs> Clark, you up. Right. Clark, you up. All right, all right. So what would you do if you had to hold your tongue for a month or pay a $10,000 fine? When you say hold my tongue, like I can't talk at all or I can't talk back. You can't talk back, <laughs> especially in a barbershop setting. I mean, I could, I could ten thousand dollar fine. I, I could control myself. It's gonna eat you up, though. You, it would, it would be a challenge, but I could do it. I, 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 I could do it. Ten thousand dollars hovering as a fine. I, I, I could do it. I might just let my hair grow out. I don't even know if that's true, but I feel like I could. I, I believe in you. I'm, pr I'm pretty controlled. When, when, when I have the invitation, when it's like, Lynette, we want to hear from you, then I'm, I'll, j I'll, just, I'll just show up. It'll, it'll be a challenge, but I, I, feel like I, I feel like I can hang on. So um, would you like to ask either one of us one? Oh, what would you do if, can I ask, do I have to pick one? Can I throw it out to both of you? Sure you can. What would you do if your children's mother needed to move in with you for a year or she would be homeless? If she were, if it was that or her being on the street, I would let her move in. Barring, like, you know, she's just going through a difficult time and, you know, it, it, it's a, a cost-saving measure. Nah, son, if, if it could be avoided, absolutely not. But, like, I'm not going to let her be on the street and be homeless and, like, you know, not have anywhere to go. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm looking at the screen at David's face. Yo, he sat gonna, back. He pushed back. He pushed back. Did he from, leave? Is he gone? Did he, did he check out on this did one? Did he hear the question? Yo. So um, that hurt, right? That question hurt. So when you say that, you say that or homeless. So I assume from that, like all the options that I know she could possibly have. Exhausted. Uh, exhausted because she can go to her mom she can go to her sister she's got ten thousand girlfriends that talk about how she's the greatest person in the world and they all love her all exhausted is the apartment that i have uh in the bronx that she could possibly be move into and i just pay the rent is that a possibility it's under one roof it's live move in with you in this scenario not just pay her rent move in with you or be on the street The fact that this is hard is very telling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. There are some deep feelings that go here. Mm -hmm. Really deep. 
So uh, would I uh, let her be homeless? I'd like to say no. But I'm telling you that there would be a whole bunch of fighting going on every day, all day long. This shit would be brutal. It would be brutal. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not talking about physical fighting. I'm talking about just, you know, fuck you. Nah, fuck you. No, nah, fuck you. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it would be pleasant. Be so- I just said I, I love that movie. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get into it, right? Uh, Chris, uh, we want to know how the fuck did Lynette get here? How did Absolutely. I get here? Now, when how did I, I become a single mama? Exactly, right? exactly. Put me on, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 you know, when we say this, we like to be clear to people that what do we mean by that? We like, with the best of intentions, you know, you didn't get pregnant, you know, you didn't meet somebody. Okay, I don't know. Right? You don't about know about the fi- Yeah, you're right. No, 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 no. no. What's your version? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me be clear. I don't know, right? I put no preludes on this because I don't I'm, even know. I'm going to assume that you had the best of intentions. I'm going to assume that you met somebody and y'all said, ooh, I like you. You like me. Let's have a baby. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay, go. <laughs> so I met someone. So I was 33, 34. So just a little context. So I, I was at advanced maternity age when I had my son. So it was like a geriatric pregnancy when I was giving birth. The only reason that's um, notable, because I want to point out that how often um, women are told how much time they have left. They're running out of time. They're running out of time, running out of time. And that was something that was just hovering for me. I'm not saying that I was consciously behaving desperately, but I will say if I did not feel this pressure to have a child within a certain window, um, I, I think I might have made different decisions. I don't regret it. It's just you kind of go back and look like how. Anyway, so I met dude and we were friendly for about a year before we became extra friendly, right? And um, let's, uh, when I met him, his marriage was dissolving. I met him and he was married. Okay. <laughs> so that's, I was trying to make it fancy and cute. He was married. Um, he has since divorced. Um, I honestly don't feel I was the cause of their breakup, but you know, the world could say something else anyway. So for me, one of the conversations um, we frequently had as we became less careful, I was remind him of my age and that ultimately my desire was to be a mother and I had made a decision to end a pregnancy when I was younger. And I said, I would never do it again. So that's something I brought up in jest. It's something we said seriously, something. And so in my mind, there was never really any pushback. And so in my mind, I thought, you know. You're saying there was never any pushback. He never pushed back. He never pushed back. He mm-hmm. was never like, okay, we'll be more careful. Okay, mm-hmm. Lynette. Like there was never any dialogue that suggested that this couldn't, he couldn't make room for it. And Clearly, when you say, and, and when you say be careful, you're talking about birth control. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, right. Like there's ways to make sure a baby doesn't show up. Right. We all Absolutely. Know. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And there's, and basically, you know, we know how baby shows up. So I, I don't even have to go into it. So. Fast forward, um, I am celebrating my birthday in Maryland with, or DC, whatever. 
And one of my girlfriends, I'm talking to one of my girlfriends and I was like, you know, I'm a little late, but I'm not worried. She was like, oh, we don't do that. So she like ran and got a test. She was like, let's pee on the stick so we can go party, right? Well, you know that stick turned two lines and <laughs> they say wait a minute or three minutes. I just stood there looking at her mouth was hung open. Like she just, she got the test just to calm me. Like, girl, relax. So we don't have to think about it anymore. You don't have to worry, you don't have to wonder. And, and it was positive. Um, and so when I came back, he picked me up from the airport. Wait, wait, wait. Did y'all yeah. still go out and party that night? It shifted. The energy shifted. I was I was there for a few days, so we, we still went out, but I I wasn't it wasn't it wasn't what it has traditionally been. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was not. And because I knew what it mean, I had I had made this decision for myself. If a baby should show up in my stomach, the baby's gonna see the light of day. So I already knew. So so from day one, I would be lying if I said I was ecstatic when I saw that test, but I became excited later. So um, needless to say, when I, when I gave him the news, he was surprised and his initial response was pretty cool and decent. Um, and then later he was like, but Lynette, you know, we can't do this. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, 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 but we can. <laughs> and he was like, I, I can't do this. Uh, I can't do it. And so I was like, okay. So did mm-hmm. he already have children? He does. How, he does. He has two children. He had two children before this? Yeah. How old were they at that time? Um, like uh, 14 and 19. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. And so I was like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. So he was like, I'm sorry. I love you. I can't do it. And I was like, all right. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, so we'll get over it. Baby show up, people get over it, right? I did not lay eyes on him again until my son turned two and I took him to court. To so, so, when, so, so didn't lay eyes on him. Um, he didn't uh, come to not want, you went to every prenatal by yourself. Without him, not, I won't say alone. I'd had a girlfriend or my mother, but yeah, a lot alone. I did, I did pregnancy all alone. And, and you delivered, he didn't show? No. Okay. You, you let him know that you delivered though? Um, a friend, I was, I was friends with his cousin who was, uh, who, and they had a relationship. And so she, she told him. Okay. And did he call to like check in or anything like that? No. Okay. Where was he in his divorce process when this happened? Was he already divorced? Was he just separated? They were were legally separated, but he's been doing his thing for years. Like I was surprised to find out he was still married. You you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, So he was just, he was a familiar person. And so I, I don't want to make excuses for it. He, he was not fully available, but like the most available guy I've ever dated. Like, have you ever, just somebody who just seemed to have all this time and energy and whatever. Anyway, so um, so yeah. so yeah. That, that that ties into something I say a lot, but we'll we'll touch on that in a yeah, second. Yeah, you said I know, I know, I know what it is too. But go ahead. No. No, but 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 my uh, is I don't understand when you say the most available guy you've ever dated. Um, if he was a married guy, help me with that. 
I, I think married by definition, technically, I just mean he had, he just had time. Yeah. He had time. I saw him frequently. And I, and I don't want to, I don't want to pretend I didn't know or it wasn't funky. Like I, I knew, I knew, yeah. I knew it all. And uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was asking, were they living together still and just like, functionally not in a relationship or he'd already like made up his mind like I'm not doing this anymore and she's just kind of rocking with it hoping like or, you know, or did you know any of that this this is a, it's hard to know what's true right so my mm-hmm. understanding that's fair that's good that's a good mm-hmm. point that's, right? that is it's, a good statement that is a it's, great it's statement it's hard to know so at at the time what I believe to be true was they were um married they were under the same roof. There were there was other property. He had other places to go, um, and their plan was to, I guess, separate once the youngest got old enough to not be around. Um, but he had always had other relationships, always from the beginning. Um, and so, my understanding was she didn't care what he did. And so in my mind, I felt like, I didn't feel like I was disrupting what they had. I felt like I was just someone else. And I never, this, this wasn't, I didn't have any delusions that we was going to have some Cosby show experience with each other. I enjoyed his company. He enjoyed mine. We were attracted to each other. We had a lot of fun. I knew where baby came from. And in my mind, he was taking the same risk I was. And so it all felt, I felt like we were communicating a lot. When I look, when I play it back, I think sometimes he was quiet. He was probably like, whatever, like, whatever. He was saying whatever. He was gambling. He was just gambling. He was gambling. He was having fun and he was gambling. Um, um, so, yeah, keep going because uh, um, I've got a couple of notes that probably going to come up later. Or you might just answer them later. So keep going. So um, you, you, you delivered by yourself, and then the next time you saw him, oh, he didn't call a check-in or whatever else it is when he found out you had the baby. And the next time you saw him was when you took him to court. Did you reach out to him to ask him for support? Yeah, uh, all along I was, I was thinking up things that felt reasonable to me. Because first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm bright, I'm, I'm educated, I have a decent job, I have living parents. Like, I'm, I'm not a bum. This wouldn't be some exhausting, weighty experience to partner with me. Like he, he, he got a good idea of, of what it looked like. Um, and I'm healthy. And so, and, and healthy in my mind too. Like it's very fortunate I'm not crazy. And so I, I would occasionally email him or text him and say, I tried calling for a while, but conversations would be so stressful. I was like, I don't need that kind of stress. Um, so I'd message him and I would say, it's not too late to show up in a new way. Um, it's not too late. There are things you could do. We don't have to, like, you don't have to be the bad guy, right? And the whole time, so j- just a little background, like, Lynette has always been a good girl. I did what I was supposed to do. I followed directions. I was active in church. I led a ministry. I, you know, I did, I was a model kid um and I was a person people would want to like hook their sons up with right and so 
this was like a scandal, right? So this, it's not a secret. Like people who know him and know me, they know this. This was a, a lot of conversation in our community. And um, everybody was not excited that a baby was coming. Um, even, even those closest to me, some of them thought this is going to be a bad idea. This is going to be hard. No one in my family is a single mother. Nobody does that. We don't do that. You get married. You get married. You, you marry. Your baby. Maybe you got pregnant a little early. You get married. So nobody, I am it in, in my family. That is, it's weird. It's strange. Nobody's called it weird, but I can look around and see nobody else has done it. Unless somebody feel the energy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can just, I don't, I've never, I would be lying if I said I felt mistreated. I just recognize that nobody else is. I can't look and see, oh, well, Aunt so-and-so, she had a baby and raised it by herself. Nope. Not, not in a, a couple generations. So, but fast forward, have the baby, had the world's biggest baby shower. I think my parents were like, well, I guess she ain't getting married. So we just gonna do this real big. And, um a lot of love and support. So even though like when you said you were alone, that just, it doesn't feel true because I was surrounded. So our mutual friend held my left leg while I pushed that baby out, right? And um, my mother was there and the room was full. And I, I just feel like we've had everything we needed, but um, he has not played a part um, other than dropping some sperm off, honestly. So did you tell him you were taking him to court? Yeah. And his response was? Do what you got to do. And when he showed up in record, was he, uh, you know, like, uh, why are you doing this? Or was he just, okay, we're no, here. It was weird. He looked terrible. He looked disheveled. He looked like he'd been through hard times. I was like, ooh, my curse must have set in, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> But um, what I appreciated when the court, when the judge was like, okay, so we're here to establish paternity so we can set you up for a test. And he said, I don't need a test. The judge was like, really? You don't want to? He said, I don't need a test. He said, so you are acknowledging that this is your child? He said, yes, sir. So I appreciated that in the moment because I was like, you got me dragging you to court. For the, like it was just a really humbling, embarrassing, angry, like every feeling you could imagine having to beg someone to participate in a child's life. Like it felt so crazy. Um, yeah. It just it's felt wild. crazy. It's wild because, you know, his statement, like, I don't need the test. You know, there's an old Barbadian saying, old Bajan saying, if I ain't going to the camp, call my name, right? Like <laughs> you, you, you know, you was there, you know what you did. Yeah. And you know how many and you know how many times you did it. It's like yeah. likelihood and probability is, is, is on you know is on the side that it should kill. You know? it, was, it was yeah, it was it, he knew. He knew and he knew me and he knew who I was. So I think I was a little naive and I think I was a little um I don't know. I don't know what the space was, but I think my son was supposed to be here and he's here. He's healthy and he's great, but I think what's what's tragic and what kind of led to the connection is um, our experience with him has been really negative and um, I won't say typical because it's not typical, but stereotypical. Like we are case study for. Um, so I I guess like my question as I hear this and you know yeah. you're unpacking a lot. You know, 
during the like your association with him was it uh oh we just enjoy each other's space or were you actually like in a relationship was it like okay yo this is my man i'm his girl like and was it stated or was it just a feeling if that was the case? One of the things, he would always, always call me his girl or his girlfriend. He introduced me to people. Like, we were out. Like, we weren't sneaking around places. Like, we were out and about. So he always called me his girl. I was very uncomfortable calling him my man. I was like, I can't call somebody else's husband my man. So I, don't, I didn't say that, but I felt close to him. I felt like I understood him. I felt like he cared about me. Um, and I think I imagined, I just imagined this differently. I didn't expect some traditional magical relationship, but I expected him to participate. So, so let me ask a question. I'm sorry, Clark, yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to ask, did you imagine the two of you being together and actively co-parenting? I imagine some version of co-parenting. I think what I probably imagined is him probably visiting every other weekend, taking him to a game or something and dropping money off. Because um, prior to this, he was very, he had lots of time, lots of energy and lots of resources. Now he's busy, he's tired and he's broke, right? And so um, I just imagined him playing some type of role that was loving and kind. Because what I knew, I knew him to be loving and kind. So I want to back up for one second to two yeah. things. The first thing um, that just caught my attention, uh, you said, what did he do for a living? That, what do I do? No, what did he do? What did he do? That's a good question. Um, let's say... Because you said he had lots crazy. of resources before, and then you said now he's broke. I'm saying that's what he says. Now he says he's broke. I oh. don't know that he's broke. I don't know that... Every all his money would show up on a W two. I think um, he was creative about coming up with money. I know he did some stuff with real estate. I would be lying if I said I believed it was all um, legitimate. Legitimate. Leg there you go. Legitimate. legitimate. <laughs> okay. Um, and what were you doing at the time with respect to business when? Um, you were pregnant and after you delivered? I was still with the same organization, but I was in a call center at the time. So it was just performances and call center work. So I guess my real question to you is, was money an issue for you at the time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I was living with my mom uh -huh. and then it was like, oh, I have to stay here. I have to stay here mm -hmm. now. Um, which turned out to be a blessing. I mean, that that another person, another layer of support that eased some financial burden. But, you know, a baby, you know, it, it changes the whole game. So um, his he was assigned to pay something very minimal. And um, it to, we're, we're going to have to take another trip because it, it doesn't it doesn't show up. We don't we don't get it. Okay. Um, yeah. And that was one of my experiences that I was going to talk about earlier today when I said I've been back and forth to court. Um, but um, let's, let, we'll, we'll, we can come back to that. So um, if you think back as far as you can remember, right, mm -hmm. growing up, um, 
what was your plan for yourself as far as um, a relationship and children goes? What did you imagine for yourself? Because, and if this is what you imagined for yourself, that's fine. I'm I'm not judging. What did you imagine? And then, you know, um, going back a little bit further, what did you see from your parents growing up, if you don't mind? Yeah, I'll tell you. My my plan was to do exactly what my parents did. So what my parents did is they attended Morgan State University. That's where they met each other. Um, my father got a job in New England. He proposed to my mother. He brought her up here. They lived um, and were married for 22 years before their marriage ended. So my entire life, I grew up with a mother and a father who, who worked, who loved each other, who went to church, who raised um, two daughters, me and my sister. And mm-hmm. so I thought I was going to do that. I even went to Morgan. Um, and so I think I thought I would just meet somebody in college. We'd fall in love. I'd have five kids by the time I was 30 is what I thought. Is your and sister I, older or younger? Younger. She thinks she's older. So sometimes people think she's older because she's mm-hmm. just lost. Um, but she's younger. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm the oldest. Um, but she's Shout younger. Sister. And she. A sister, my older sister, my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so what I imagined for myself was, you know, you go to college, you get married, you have children, um, and you live a life. I think I imagined myself as a, a stay-at-home mother and an artist. Like, I'd have a garden and, I don't know, some other shit. So this is, the life I have is not what I envisioned for myself or any doesn't look anything like what I thought I saw. And I don't want that to paint that as that this is some sad life. I have a great life. My son has a great life. It's just not what I thought it was going to be. Okay. What do you think is the reason that he is not actively involved? Because if he has children already, he knows what it is to be involved. Or was he, you know, somewhat absentee in his marriage with his children's life? Was he actively involved? He knows what it is to be active, right? But were those kids from his marriage? Yeah, I think I, my my understanding. So I'll I'll tell you the story that was told to me. It's a, according to him, um, his, his wife had checked out of parenting, and so he felt like a single parent in that relationship. And um, I know he actively parented, and um, from what I could see, his his children were a big important part of his life. I also think um, that what I know is the father who raised him is not was not his biological father, but it was someone who came later and, and connected with his mother and loved him and raised him. So I also think that he believes he does not see himself as necessary. I really think he's like... Lynette, you got it. Don't worry about me. You got your baby. You wanted a baby. You got a baby. You got it. I'm not, I'm not participating. And to this date, I just want to state to this date, he has not met my son. You mean, he, you mean when, cause, cause you didn't take him with you to court. So to this day, he had, have you sent pictures and stuff like that? I have. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't met him. He hasn't physically met his kid. Or talked to him or, or been interested. Yeah. And so that, that, that was a big thing. So at one point I was like, you know, what if we say, you know, fuck the support, 
what if I just say, if you'd be willing, because, you know, my son's old enough. He asks questions. He's curious. Uh, and that's what I said. When I said I had some other questions, that's what I was oh, going to get yeah. to. Yeah, that's what I was going to oh get to. God. Yeah. I think he started asking about a daddy around two. Ain't this right? a bitch? Ain't this mm-hmm. a bitch? They start asking around two years old. Because he's in daycare and you start right. to see all these other family dynamics. So I don't know that he felt like something was missing. Um, my father is active in his life and, um, my cousins, like there are men who are close, who love him, but he was like, wait, there's a mommy and a daddy. So I got a daddy. Right. And so I would talk, I, I give him facts. Right. So I show him pictures. I give him facts. Um, but he's still very curious about him. It is at the forefront of his mind. Like he knows his father is tall. So he'll see something. He'll be like, do you think that's taller than my dad or shorter than my dad? You know, did my dad like football? Are we gonna go to his house? Like stuff like that. Like it's, it's, it's real and it's, and it's hard. Um, and it's, it just builds this little ball of anger in me that I have to work really hard to not, cause this little boy, he loves him. He's in love. He's never met him, but he is in love. Cause it's an idea. It's an idea. Yeah. 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 So, um, so seven years have gone by and you've chosen, nah, I'm just not going to get involved. I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to be, have any dealings with this kid whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Even, and, and you've, you've actually proposed in lieu of child support, fucks with your son. Yeah. Just, just meet him. I was like, how about just one meeting? I'll have a friend. If you don't want to see me, I'll have someone bring him, give you a little space, just say something kind, give him a positive experience and a memory he can hold on to. And just say, you know, um, you know, I know your mother takes good care of you. I trust that she loves you. I think about you all the time. I pray for you. I know you'll, you'll do great. So, something, something. Something. Right. something. Give him something. Right. Hell, I'm a writer. I'll give you a script. I'll, Work with I'll, this. I'll write you a script. I'll, I'll, I'll release the hex. Like, what do you need? Um, and so, but he was like, nope, can't do it. My father reached out to him. Um, nada. And his kids from the other relationship, they're now what, in their 20s, I guess? I'm guessing, yeah, gotta be. The younger one, has, she has to be, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's crazy, right? It's crazy. Because, like, I'm sitting here as a guy who's gone through a divorce. Yo, I want to knuckle this motherfucker up, yo. I want to knuckle him up. Yo, hold up, hold up, hold up. Because I'm, because I'm, 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 you know me. I mean, I, I haven't I, said I, anything I in a couple of minutes. I want to knuckle him up. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to, like, yo, I'm trying to get perspective. You know me. I'm always trying to unpack and I'm trying to see things from, from all the angles, right? And I don't advocate what he's doing. I think it's bullshit. Let me, uh, let, let me say that before I, I start doing, you know, my armchair psychologist shit. I think it's bullshit. You got a kid, you got to rock with your kid. Because that kid didn't ask to come here. You know what you was doing when you were sending troops to camp. That kid didn't ask to come here. But I, I sit here in my seat and I go, yo, if I was to have a kid right now, I know I'd be like, oh, God damn. Because I say this on every episode. Like, I'm not trying to have any more babies. That said, I also have not gone and gotten the snip. Listen, but I'm also, but listen. I'm also not taking anybody by their word and going, oh, you know, don't worry, I'm on the pill, or I'm, I, I got us covered. Nah, I, I don't do that, you know. So to your point early on, like if you're taking a gamble, 
you gotta be willing to accept how the dice land. You say you, you was there, son. It wasn't like yo, it wasn't like she was just there by herself. You and was it there. Was a conversation. Like it wasn't like this wasn't a one night, oh shoot. Like it was a conversation. I felt very conscious of let's have this conversation. I just want you to know who I am. Right. And, and, and it's a conversation, but it, but you know, in the whole unpacking, it's still just it's, it's it was a like in retrospect. Do you feel like it was just a messy ass situation to be in? Was it messy? Hell yeah, it was messy. Yeah. Hell, it was messy. And I think more 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 messy because um, I think I was Im- impatient. I was tired of waiting for perfect and right. And so 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 speak to that yeah. then. Speak to that perfect and right because. You know, this is a, a a straw in my cap. I mean, not a straw in my cap. A, a I don't know what the word is. Oh, I'm trying to find a thorn in your ass. This is a thorn <laughs> in my ass. Speak to perfect and right. What so do you perfect, mean when you say that? Something that feels good and is good. So, on every level. On every level. Well, I think on 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 the important ones. So it feels good. Like I enjoy the the person. I mm. like talking to them. I like who they are. I like who I am in their space. And it makes sense. It looks good on paper. It's logical. I can think with my brain. There's no shame or secret attached to it. And um, I feel like that that has been hard to me. For me, it's been like either or. It's and either. has there ever been an instance has there ever, and, and I'm just asking, I don't know, right? Um, but this is just, you know, again, the thorn in my ass. Has there ever been an instance when maybe there was somebody who was like that? And um, you know we all sabotage things, right? Um, what do they call it? Um, uh, the self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Um, this too good to be true. This shit ain't going to work out. It's too good to be true. It ain't going to work out. So we do something to fuck it up. Has there ever been an instance like that, that you feel maybe it was there and, uh, you know, I would say, so I would say my college boyfriend, my very first serious relationship was probably the healthiest and had the most potential. Uh-huh. That was a long time ago, right? Yeah, okay. Um, but I still don't look at that as something that was messed up or that we blew it. I think it was what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're asking, have I met great guys? A- exclusively. I mean, I've met amazing people. Um, but I don't always feel, con- it, it's hard for me sometimes to feel connected to people. So it's an interesting thing. I have this interesting thing. So one of, one of my strengths is making people feel comfortable with me. And so the affect of that is people like me. And so sometimes someone is having a really rich experience with me, but I'm, I'm not having that experience. And so every now and then I feel that. Like, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm having some magic here. And so in my mind, it's like, I want to feel that magic and not fairy tale magic, but like that connection, even that connection you feel with people it's not romantic, like like just just a dude you really rock with, someone you like right away. You enjoy their company, you like talking to them, you share the same values, you you want to partner with them in something. I, I feel like that has been a rarity for me with men. 
could I have potentially, could anybody else have been a baby's, better baby's father? Pretty much everyone else. Every single other person I've ever dated would have been better than this. So um, I was going to ask, um, do you feel um, when you talk to your son about um, his dad or uh, a lack of a relationship with his dad, do you ever feel, uh, this is a difficult question for me to ask and you do not have to answer it, right? Okay. Um, do you ever feel any guilt associated with like that? Like, this is my fault. And, uh, uh, of course, absolutely. Absolutely. I hate that I did not choose a father for him that could fulfill his dreams, right? What I know, and I, I'm trying to think, how do I word this so it doesn't sound like, I'm, I'm not one of those people who feels like, um, fuck man, you don't need man, you don't need a father, I can do it myself. What, what I do, <laughs> that's not my, it's not my story, you know, it's just it's not how it's um, but what I, what I do like to acknowledge is what it is. What I do believe is my son has everything he needs to be great and everything he needs to, to be successful. He is thriving. And um, I, I hate that there is this mystery. I hate that there's a good chance he may not have a connection with him ever. I don't know. I stopped wishing he would die. I, I did wish he would just die. The father, not not him. I was like, well, if he dies, then we can be like, well, he's dead. There's nothing we could do, right? Um, but now he still has this fantasy of connecting with him at some point. And so, do I feel guilty? Yeah, I feel guilty. And I think what I really don't want to do is parent from a place of guilt, which can happen. But I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to parent out of guilt. I don't want to parent out of fear. Um, and so I, I try to move that out of the way. This is what it is. This is where we are. This is what we got. You got me. And he has the male figure of your, uh, your dad, who you said yeah. is in his life, which goes who's a long an, way. Who's an outstanding, just an, uh, an unusual, I mean, he's my dad, I'm biased, but he's, he's unusually good. Okay. His heart is good. His energy is good. He's a therapist by trade. And so he operates from a place just very kind and very available. And so that's, that's good. So, so you, uh, I'm going to, I'm sorry, Chris, I'm just going to say one more thing and then I'm going to no, shut up. Go I'm going to shut up. No. Um, do you care sharing why your parents separated? Um, the why would be hard. I feel like it was like, um, I feel like there was a crack in the foundation. There are some details I don't know. And some things I probably haven't been courageous enough to ask or Still operating from those are my parents. Some of the stuff none of my business, right? <laughs> I think um, stay out of grown folks' business. Stay out of grown folks' business. From my assessment, I feel like from 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 being present while it was good and kind of watching deteriorate. I think they waited too long to try to fix it. Mm -hmm. um, I I could easily say I think they were meant for each other. Um, just such balance. My mother is fiery. And um, ambitious. Really? Oh, really? I'm not weird, surprised. Right? Yeah, that's wow. weird. That's weird. I know. <laughs> Mango tree don't <laughs> drop lemon, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I got a little of my mother in me. It may, it may surprise you. I, I can also be very introverted. So it really depends on the setting. So I'm, I'm a little calm. My, my father's just very calm and rational, business minded. 
and um, they 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 created a nice life and um, healthy daughters who are making their mark in the world. And they have this grandbaby. I always joke that they co-grandparent. You know, like they they both actively participate in in his life, which I'm I'm grateful for. So, but I I don't know. I just feel like they waited too long to address things, and it and it deteriorated, uh, which was really really you know they say divorce is hard for little kids that was hard that was hard for grown-up Lynette that was hard and they were together for what 22 years you said I believe that's the official number yeah there, there might have been separation in there but I believe I believe we were at 22. how old are your parents now they're not 70 um 68 I think we'll be they'll be 69 this year yeah yeah okay yeah so so, so I was thinking like as you as you're describing you know, the situation, and, and there's so many other things I want to touch on other than just your relationship with, with, with your ex, but like, as you're, you're, you were touching on it, one of the things that kept coming up in my mind as you're describing him and his behaviors as you guys were dating, and this is something you've heard me say a thousand times, you know, the idea of time and attention versus affection and intent. Yeah. You know, so the idea of the dude who's available, like, he's here. He's mm-hmm. here. You know, do you feel like that being in your space, being present, and being available physically from a time standpoint played a huge impact on your selection of him as the donor and the deliverer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I want to add something deep there, but no, it was it was it was time. Just and yes, I'm, right? It's just yes. It's just yes. Well, yeah. And, and you got to think about where a dude is if he's throwing a ton of time and attention at you. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, most men in their interest and, and pursuit of you are going to throw time and attention at you because and we're going we're gonna to put the full court press on you, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think the thing to be mindful of Not is, me, Jack. <laughs> lies. I think the thing to be mindful of is, you know, no creature operates at maximum output 100% of the time, right? right? Cheetahs don't run across the Serengeti at 60 miles per hour just to go to a watering hole or to check out, you know, something on the other side. Right. They, they operate at that speed in pursuit of something mm-hmm. when they're going for a kill. Otherwise, right. they're lackadaisical and, they, you know, they're, they're, they're right. you know, going at minimal speed and putting right. minimal energy into whatever it is. Right, right, right. And, you know, and so when you look at, like, dudes, you know, what else does he have going on in his life if all he's doing is courting you. Right. And so, and and I throw this out to a lot of my female friends, like, yo, be mindful of that. Like, oh, he's available. He answers my text messages like that. And he calls me and he sits on the phone with me all day. And I'm like, what does he do for work? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, 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 think about it. In retrospect, like, this is a dude that you had a kid with. And you're like, I don't know what the hell he did for work. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, listen, I, well, this not, is not completely true. I, I do know how he earned money. I think I was just very careful with you, how you, you, you've been political about it right so, yeah. but, but but even that it's like yo you know what he does for a living you know it's not necessarily above board and you're like i'm gonna rock with it anyway yep but it becomes you know that time and attention piece mm-hmm. and it's also the biological imperative yeah i think that was that was ringing louder than anything else right like, the, the, the you're bi- running out of time to have the things you want that you're supposed to have and and this idea that you really can't achieve full womanhood without uh, a partner or a baby like there's a checklist and I just felt like I'm 
flunking and I was supposed to be a star and I didn't do any of the things I was supposed to do to be great. So, 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 so with yeah. that, with yeah. that, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> um, we just did a deep dive episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it is my understanding uh, that there was uh, one uh, piece of discussion that really got under your craw. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play mm-hmm. a cut. Tell me if this Go sounds ahead. familiar. Tell Go me ahead. if this sounds familiar. All right. Let me know if you can hear it also. So we actually went to therapy, right? And the therapist said, you guys need to figure out what was your connection. It was some reason that you guys connected. You need to figure out what that was. And I did. And what was it? I was 49. She was 36 or 37. And we both wanted to have a date. Okay. That sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Is that one of the pieces that uh, um, meant something to you? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to play another one. Well, let me play another one, and then we can circle back on all of them, okay? Okay, yeah. Energy about, I wanted a child, and she wanted a child. That shit was talking to each other, and I just ignored everything else. Was there love there? Were you in love? Last one, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Realize having the baby was the, the, the bond, I don't Did think we both realized. No, no, no. We never had that conversation. I'm telling but you. I thought you said when you right went to therapy. No, it never came up. Uh-huh. He asked the question. We never talked about it. We never talked Got about it. it over open. She's probably just hearing it right now. <laughs> Got it. So um, I just wanted to circle back with you and <laughs> ask you how you felt now that I have heard your story. Right. Um, and I know some of that um, meant something to you. How do you feel about when, when, when you hear that? What, makes, what does that say to you? So, uh, okay, so let me, let me, you said every now and then David will say something that makes my eye twitch. Was any of those? Twitch. Yeah. That was her being political about it too. Okay, was, was any of those things what made your eye twitch when you first yeah. heard it? Yeah. Which one? And Which one? So, so I think, uh, all, and they started to all blend together. Like I had to go back and, and listen. And it's interesting when you give something a second listen, what, what happens, like uh, things kind of move around. For me, there were two parts to that, what you, what you just played. The part, what surprised me, just reminded me that men also have a biological clock, right? And the other part of how just this absence of meaningful conversation. Like, what if y'all just talked more and that um, the intent was to become single parents, you know, and almost like that was the whole reason y'all got together, which isn't necessarily wrong, but it doesn't seem necessarily honest, you know? And so I think for me, that triggered something because I was like, I feel like I've always been so honest and forthcoming with men who've been in my life about where I am and what I want and who they are to me. And I don't feel like I've experienced that. And so hearing hearing that from you in, in this angle, it didn't feel, it was just kind of disappointing. Like, well, I want a baby, she want a baby. And that was it. And it annoyed me and it annoyed me. And so, um, Hearing it the second time, I didn't have the the flare up. Honestly, it really didn't. So when I played when I played it back, I was like, 
this doesn't irk my soul as much as when I heard it the first time. And so that that is the honest living truth. When I first heard it, I was like, this dude, he didn't, of course, of course it didn't work out. Of course they broke up. Why would it last? He ain't want her. He wanted a baby. He wanted her ovaries. He wanted a surrogate. And he has his baby. What is even the problem? Why is there even a problem? But that realistically, how, how different is that from a lot of dudes and a lot of girls who end up in this in this same situation mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, mm-hmm. you know I, I wanted a baby. And whether or not he wanted a baby, like, I, mm-hmm. you know, going back to the idea of the Serengeti, it's like, yo, everybody got to go to the water and hold to get a drink. Yeah. And you ain't got no control what happens once you put your, your head near the water. You, right, you're done, right, right, right. you know? And from, realistically, from the male perspective, it's like, yo, you go to that watering hole. Yeah, if a baby comes out of that, you just got to rock with the situation. You don't really have a say in what goes down, ultimately. Right. Penultimately. Right. You know? Right. Right. And, 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 uh, yeah. 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 And, I, and I, I know a lot of situations where dudes weren't looking to have a kid, and the woman ultimately in her head was like, yo, I want a baby. And however it works out is how it works out. Mm-hmm. You know? I think in, in David's case, you know, between him and, and, and the mother of his kid, they were both in that same space. Now, granted, you know, the biological imperative was hitting them both kind of hard. They're rocking with it and they're going along with it. So they're not necessarily ad- ad- addressing the logical components of it and the long-term components of it. But that's the failure of being human. Most people don't address that long-term component. They're just like... I got the butterflies and I feel good and I like that person and they like me. So let's just keep doing this. Yeah. You know, the, the intellectual portion of it doesn't generally come into play or the conversational portion of it doesn't come into play. And even if you're having those little internal conversations with yourself, there's almost a fear to have that come out your mouth because you don't want to fuck up whatever's going on outside of your head. Right. 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 I mean, it's, it's human, you know, I mean, today it's human and I think I can respect people doing their best to to move forward in an honorable way I don't I can't really the whole deadbeat dad thing I, I don't really have any compassion or understanding for that I I ain't got it I don't get it I don't respect it I don't I don't get it but I, I understand the humanness of unplanned um, pregnancy but the other part of it is like how many grown people over a certain age are getting pregnant by accident. Like, how, how surprised are we really when a, a fertile woman has a baby in her belly after unprotected sex? Like, that's, that's kind, of, kind of standard. So even these things where it's like, maybe it's not what we planned, it's gotta be in the back of your mind as a possibility. And I think, um, I just see people behaving like they didn't understand that could be true. And I don't get it. So, so, so I'm gonna say this, right? Yeah. Um, I don't drink at all, and my pullout game is real. So I absolutely recognize that um, I knew exactly what I was getting myself into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the thing is that that's. I think it's just it's gambling. We know where babies come from. We know where babies come from. So with that said, um, I was actually going to read your email, but I would oh. like you to read it in your voice, in your tone. Can you do that? Do you have it in front of you or is it close by week? I do. It's right here. Okay. And I just want to, as you're doing that, I just want to go on record to say she did not issue anything where 
I was the subject of her hatred. So Okay. <laughs> but I, I want you to say it now that I hear you speak, now that we've had uh, you know, an extended conversation, I would like to hear this in your voice, in your tone, in the way you meant it. Got it. Go. Chris and David, I am a fan. I was talking back to y'all during this most recent episode. I wish call-ins were an option. I agree with so much of what was said. Black men get bad press. The black men in my family, my friends, my peers, men I have dated have been family-oriented, present, gainfully employed, attentive, affectionate, loving fathers. That's regular to me and worthy of celebration. And the pain and confusion that is caused by absent fathers is not fixed. Bad data, stereotypes, and prejudice aside, how might a person or a leader or a community address such a thing without tumbling into the not all black men conversation? When we talk about racism in this country, we do not have to pause and cite all the noble white folks who are upstanding and righteous. When we speak out on police brutality and criminal injustice, it is frustrating, frustrating to have to soothe the hurt feelings of good cops. My son's father has elected to be absent. My father has a thriving business as a therapist and helping people navigate their frustration and insecurity and inadequacy that is a direct result of an absent father has become his specialty. Let's not pretend something is not a problem just because it is not a problem for you. I look forward to the next episode. All love, Lynette. I can listen to you read all day. So- what was that? I said, I can listen to you read all day. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So you caught my attention now, like you said, when you reread something, it doesn't uh, make your eye twitch, right? Because when I first read this, um, my eyes were definitely twitching. Word? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> but I was willing to read it anyway, right? Um, yeah. Absent Fathers is not fiction. You're absolutely right. And I don't know if that's the way it sounded um, when we were speaking on absentee fathers in the Black community. Um, but yes, it is not fiction. There are plenty out there um, who are not showing up. I agree 100%. And, but this is the part that really got me right now. When we speak out on police brutality and criminal injustice, it's frustrating to have to soothe the feeling of the hurt feelings of good cops. Or um, when we talk about racism in this country, we do not have to pause and cite all the noble white folks who are upstanding and righteous. Yes, you got a good point there. I can't stand when people do that. I can't stand when, um, you know, Rodney King got the shit beat out of him and they saying, but not all cops are like that. Yeah, that shit bothers the fuck out of me too. So I learned something here today, okay? I appreciate that. All right. You're an and. Right. Okay. Uh -huh. Um, so we, 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 we've spent a lot of time unpacking your relationship with your son's father and, and kind of the ins and outs of that and, 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 you know, doing a bit of a postmortem on, on that relationship of where you are today. What's dating like for you now? Um, um, did you ask her what's dating like? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure the audience heard that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dating's interesting. I think, um, I don't... <laughs> I'm probably, I think I'm a hard person to get to know. I really do. Um, but I like the idea of dating. I feel like I have fun meeting people and I make time for it occasionally. I 
I do feel, what I do feel is a relief without this, oh my gosh, children in a future kind of bearing down on me. There's some lightness there. There's no, there's no time constraints. I don't feel in a rush to make something happen because, well, we have to hurry up and fall in love so we can get married, so we can hurry up and have a baby. I'm running out of time. I don't, I don't feel that. And so, you don't want to have any more children? I won't say I don't want to. Um, I would say I'm open to it, but I think that that window is closing biologically. You know, it's just, I can't do that. Um, and so without like science, I'm not trying to be a Guinness book um, um, person. And even though, you know, pregnancy worked out, I had a tough, it was a tough pregnancy. Um, I, was, I was sick in the beginning and I was sick at the end. And those details, I'll, I'll spare you the details, but it was, it, it, it cost me a lot to bring my son into the world. I would do it again. I'm willing to, but I'm not, it's not at the top. It's not this pressing thing. So it lets me be real, 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 real laid back with people. Am I answering your question? I was dating. It's, it's all right. All right. Let's, let's, <laughs> let, let, let's dive a little deeper on that. When's okay. last, when, when's the last time you were out on a date? Um, around my birthday, which was a month ago. Okay, where'd you go? I went out to eat. Was that even a date? I don't think that counts as a date. <laughs> well, it was a guy. It was a guy who was interested in me. Who? But he who, was just a di- he was just a dinner dude. I don't know if it was a date because there were there were there were people. I joined him and his friend, um, and it was kind of last minute. So before that, about a month prior to that. So things have been quiet. Thanks for pointing that out. Am I even dating? Can I even say that? So, uh, so the question was, did he think it was a date and you were just like, hey, no, I'm just here for a meal? Or was it like... I don't know. I don't, we never called it a date. He was, he was just like, you got to come out. Like, you, you got to... Let me pick you up. Me, me, what, when can we hang out? How, how about today? How, how about... And I was like, yeah, I, I can go. Let's go. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not dating. I thought I was. I'm meeting people. So maybe that feels like dating, but it's, it hasn't been a date. Okay. I'm a little sad about it now. <laughs> I thought I was cool. All right. Um, so, yeah, like Chris said, we've been at this for a little while. Chris, you got anything else you want to ask her? Right now, I think I'm good. So I think we're good for now. All right. Um, so normally at this time, Lynette, we do something called uh, a pat on the back or we take out the trash or uh, this is why I'm mad. Um, since you've been listening for a while, you know what each of those are. Do you have any uh, pats on the back or you want to take out some trash or tell us why you mad? <laughs> Pat's on the back. Pat on the back, I want to say um, we, we had a good return to school this year for my son. Last year was tough. We tightened some things up over the summer. Even though my fists are up, that didn't connotate uh, tightening up physically, but we just, we tightened things up and I, I feel proud that this, how this little boy is turning out. He's a good, right fun, interesting boy. So I want to celebrate myself um, for for doing that. That's yeah. nice. That's nice. That sounds nice. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Clark? You know, yeah, I, I don't think I have one off the top of my head this week, man. I, I, I'm not particularly mad about anything. You know, pats on the back, shout outs to everybody who continues to do the right thing and show for their kids. Um, take out the trash. Yeah, fuck it. Lynette, baby daddy, wherever you are, meet your kid, man. Stop fucking around. All right. 
All right. So we've been at this long enough. And, um, and I didn't really fight you, not once. Say it again. And I didn't fight you, not once. I, I, I am impressed. Give it time. I, I, don't, I doubt this is, I doubt it's over. I doubt we're finished here. Uh, let's just give it some time. Um, so uh, I have, we have a voicemail announcement. Um, and uh, well, actually, before we get to that, uh, Lynette, is there anything you want to promote? Yes, uh, I want to promote Mike Paper Scissors. Um, please, please tune in after you tune into Single Dad While You're Mad. Tune into Mike Paper Scissors. Mike Paper Scissors, kind of like rock paper scissors, but with the microphone instead. M I C, right? Huh? M I C, right? Mike. M I C, yes. M I C, paper scissors. Um, you can follow us on social media. You can follow me as an individual, as an artist, naughty poet, and naughty like the hair, K N O T T Y, not naughty like bad. Uh, if you want to contact me for booking, I speak and I do poetry and I do writing workshops and anything that is artful. I'd love to be there if you just want to tell me about it. NaughtyPoet at Gmail um, and um, NaughtyPoet on Instagram, NaughtyPoet on Twitter. And I won't give out my full government, but if you find me there, you'll discover everything else. I'm also, I'm also uh, a writer and a poet, a published author, and I have some books. So, Lynette, Naughty Thank you. Um, and uh, Single Dad While You're Mad has voicemail. So if you feel a certain way about something we said or something we didn't say or something Lynette said or something she didn't say, um, Come on. yeah, you should leave a voicemail at 646-389-2852, 646-389-2852. Three eight nine two eight five two, and we may even play your message uh, on an episode. Chris, the on. views expressed by Lynette were solely Lynette's views. <laughs> <laughs> we take no responsibility for those. Yeah. I was gentle. Ladies, gentlemen, yes, and consenting adults, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us again. You know, make sure to follow us on all the available podcast formats because we out here. We are on iTunes, you know, we are on Stitcher, we are on uh, SoundCloud, anywhere that you can find podcasts, we are available. Please make sure to follow us on social media, uh, Single Dad Why You Mad on Instagram. Check out our website at www.singledadwhyyoumad.com. Make sure to review, rate, like and subscribe and thank you once again for our thousand plus followers
Jesus. 